0: This is episode 15 of the Long Story Short Podcast. I'm here with Dan Oliver, and this show is brought to you by Bushlight Apple.
1: Cheers. Cheers to
0: a 2021
1: better year than 2020. (laughs) You know what? In the 21st birthday of the new millennium.
0: Well, you know, you've got so we can drink,
1: and and the millennium can drink.
0: Well, we all can drink at midnight. Technically, the millennium. Okay, well,
1: fuck technicalities. Yeah, yeah,
0: we're pretty much we're there. We're there. So, you know, the funny thing I saw a meme about this is that if you think about next year, we're all excited about next year, but if you really break it down and you sound it out like Bryson's doing in school, it's twenty twenty one. Ooh. 2021.
1: 2021. But
0: did they, though? I mean, yeah. You're kind of a pain in the ass. But I'm still here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all... I mean... I can't say we're all...
0: Well, I, I well <laughs> We're I not mean, all still here, but...
1: Come on, come on. I mean, it's a controversial situation here. But, yes. 2021. It's new year. New us. New you. New me. New everyone.
0: <laughs> so, uh... We were talking about this before the show, but I was listening to The Bone today, 106.3. Andy Austin was the MC, and he was talking about how people have allowed uh, New Year's resolutions to get a bad rap because nobody ever really follows through with them. And he was saying how when people talk about them, they go, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to be lighter. I want to stop drinking soda. I want to quit booze. I want to do this, but nobody ever says that they're going to do it. <laughs> so you're setting yourself up for failure right off the bat. yeah set specifics. So what,
1: what do you want to actually accomplish?
0: What do you actually want to accomplish?
1: Not spend so much money on car parts. <laughs> That's
0: a good start.
1: Definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, I do want to lose some pounds too. You do. <laughs> I want to okay. get back
0: into shape. So, uh, how many do you want to lose? Uh, Well, it's
1: actually, all right, I'm going to back up. It's not really about losing pounds. It's about getting back into a routine of going to the gym. Discipline. Discipline, yes.
0: There you go. That's what it's really all about. It is, yeah. I mean, that's what I don't have (laughs) right (laughs) now. And that's what I'm going to get in 2021. Like, this year has been so chaotic that, like... My whole, I'm at the point where I'm just like friggin' fed up. I've been on vacation all week. And then our daycare, which love them. But uh, one of the two people that works there, their roommate was tested positive for COVID. So you're close contact. You live together. So you automatically have to quarantine for 10 days and then watch for symptoms for four days. And because of that, our daycare, like she couldn't go work. Right. So our daycare had to shut down for this week. So I'm like, oh, I'm off for a whole week. Like, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done at the house. Yeah. And then, <laughs> boom, Sunday, actually, we're closed. So it's been kind of a slow week. But instead, I have taken to organizing and just, like, becoming a madman, throwing things out. Like, do I need this? Mm, maybe. Nope. Trash. The best days
1: of my life right there. I, I love, love that. that.
0: Yeah. Um, I threw out so many pamphlets in my office for work and I was like... Don't need this shit anymore. I literally have had this since 2015 when I got hired and I have not handed it out to anybody. (laughs) Like, it's not going to get handed out. Yeah, you're just going to
1: fucking collect more dust.
0: Threw it away. Everything today is PDF. You know, attach it to an email. Boom, they open it up, they look at it. If they like it, they do something. If they don't, they delete it. It's gone. But, like... If you think about the act of actually carrying a piece of paper or a brochure or a pamphlet and handing that out to a potential client like today 2020 that seems so it's outlandish archaic. almost <laughs> you know yeah, archaic yeah 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 you know like do people still deliver milk to your porch yeah, right do people still Deliver newspapers? Yes, they do. And by the way, they cut down trees
1: and make paper. I
0: kind of of want to get the Sunday paper delivered every Sunday now. You don't
1: get the Sunday paper. I'm
0: 35, and I feel like I'm just turning into dad, which isn't a bad thing. I love dad; great guy. But I I feel I see I see the fucking turn. Like I'm going from Kevin, who is like you know young. And vibrant and partying all the time and here and there and laughing and
2: ha ha ha.
0: Don't get me wrong, still love life. But I'm starting to see the, well, I think I might want to get the Sunday paper delivered to (laughs) my house. Like that type of stuff is starting (laughs) to set in, you know?
1: Yeah, we need to go back old school. These fucking young kids nowadays, they don't fucking know the the true meaning of discipline. And ah man, I know. I I hear it every day. I do. Because I fucking live with them.
0: But I I think, honestly, that's the truth, though. Like, that's what I do want. That's what I look for. Like, uh, it was so much simpler when you had, like, structure, right? And I'm not talking about Big Brother structure, where, like, the government just is using you as, like, a puppet, you know? Like, I'm not looking at, like, that level of structure. But just... You know, I saw a YouTube video of a commander. He was a Navy commander, and he was giving a commencement speech or a graduation speech or something like that at a college. And he's like, You wanna you wanna be disciplined? You wanna learn to be disciplined? The first thing that you do you make your bed in the morning. And it's like, Of course. Right. That makes total sense. It sets your whole day. And he said that it was everybody's looking to like
2: small win, improvements
0: win no like win the lottery of life changes okay like 2021 i'm gonna fucking have six-pack abs and you know i'm going to florida in april and i'm gonna be shredded and i'm stopping sugar no more sugar and you know what <sighs> beers gone right no more beer and you know what? This is the year I finally quit smoking cigarettes. And like, you set the bar so friggin' high that like the you first get so time, overwhelmed. You know, the second time that you have a beer, you eat that Hershey's bar, you're like, man, what was, I, was already, I thinking? I already, yeah, I, already I screwed, screwed it up. up, right? So what the hell? Back yeah. to the old ways, right? Instead, you know, it, it should be that just incremental, small wins, and this is what the admiral was saying is like, make your bed in the morning.
1: Boom. And you make your bed. First
0: task. You wake up, you're in bed. You get out of bed, you make your bed. That's the first thing you do. And if you do that, you've started your day with a small one. Then what do you do? I don't know. Take a leak, uh, brush your teeth.
1: Brush your teeth before you leave the house. You know, whatever. (laughs) Definitely. That's a a big thing. (laughs) You definitely want to do that. That's one thing that I always do. Like, I make sure anytime I leave the house, into public, brush your teeth. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You want to be clean?
0: But, like, you know, you've got these small wins, and then you build momentum. It's like the whole snowball rolling downhill, right? Like, if you do that, your day is just going to go better.
1: Right, because you've already made one win.
0: And then you made a second win, and then a third win, and
1: now you're feeling pretty good.
0: Now you're like, man. I mean, shit, uh, you make your bed. I want to stop and get a Red Bull, but you know what? I'm going to get a black coffee, because black coffee is five calories.
1: And it's cheaper.
0: Zero sugar, a Red Bull is 39 friggin' grams of sugar, like two-thirds of your daily limit, right. and, you know, 325 calories, and, you know, it, none of it's good. It's all just sugar water. Yeah. So you start getting on this momentum, or at least I have in the past, of, like, you get this little momentum of small wins, and then throughout the day, you start being able to resist the temptations of the things you're trying to change. So... Anyway, I kind of got off tracks. But what I was trying to get to was today's the 31st of December. It's the last day of the year. We've got – my phone's dead, but is yours not dead? Mine time?
1: not so very dead at this point.
0: looks like 44 minutes left. Oh,
1: shit. I got like fucking 87%.
0: We got 44 minutes left of this shithole that has been 2020. (laughs) So we're kind of like – Bye. Sending this year off, like, go somewhere else. We don't want to see you anymore. But also looking ahead to, you know, what did we learn out of this whole pandemic? Because you hear it on all the podcasts. You hear it just from talking to people. 2020 is one of those years where, like, everything got turned upside down and you questioned everything. So you get to the point where you go, maybe I should start that business. Right, Maybe I should
2: retire.
1: It kind of gave you a good period of time to actually reflect on how your life has been going and what you need to do to step it up uh, in this next 44 minutes. (sighs) You have an entire 365 days now to start what you just reflected on. So now, build yourself some sort of resolution. Small steps, not a big one. Don't go... I'm gonna get six pack abs. Go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the gym once or twice a week, and then after that, maybe a month later, once or twice a week. Maybe I'll turn into like three or four times a week.
0: I hear what you're saying, but
1: I mean that's just that's just one example. Example. Yeah. Of
0: course, but you can't do in that example like you can't do once or twice. You have to say I'm gonna go once, or I'm gonna go twice. It's got to be like a measurable goal, right? So it doesn't matter if it's once or twice. You just have to define what it is. And then the other thing that I learned, I went through a program called Realm.Men, and it's run by a friend of mine, Doug McGee. He's out of Colorado. Great guy. Almost like, it's like a life coach thing but it's to help men be better men. And the reality is, is that if any, like anyone that actually listens to this podcast, if you are a man or a woman and you're honest with yourself, at the end of the day, you can look back and see where you handled things poorly and you could have handled them better and mistakes that you made and times that you gave into indulgement or like, you know, yeah. your, your vices, right? And as long as you can recognize that that happened and you actually did that and that you broke down and you were weak in that moment, then you can identify that as an opportunity to get stronger. And it, you don't have to wait until January 1st. You can do that every day. Right? Right. So this is what I learned in Realm. And every day, you know, we there's a thing like it's, uh, I'll get into it in just a minute, but one of the key takeaways, what I was trying to get to is that when you have a goal or a task that you're trying to accomplish every week on Sunday, which is when I chose to do what was called like the general's tent where you take a, you know, you take a step back, you look at the previous week, you look at the forward week. How did that go? How do I want to position myself for the next week? Yeah. It's your time to plan and reflect, right? So Sunday night, that's when I did it anyway. Um, for that week, you're gonna be in the general's tent next Sunday. So, you have to pick the one thing, that's what we call it, the one thing, that you're gonna do okay. yeah. to move the needle, let's see, for you it'd be this way. Yeah. Forward. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is great for radio. Um, To move your goal forward in the right direction towards progress, what's the one thing that you're going to do that you can check back in next Sunday and say that you did it? And it needs to be something that, you know, you can say, did I, or did I not do this? So in the example of losing weight, right, you can say, um, it's, it's too hard to say I'm not going to eat sugar, right? Because there's sugar in everything and just whatever. Like you, you're prone to failure. Yeah, but instead that's, that's you can say, I'm going to lose two pounds this week, right? Two pounds. Yeah. You can do that. Like drink some more water. Maybe go for a jog every day. It can be a half a mile, but it's a jog. And maybe you say, you know, I'm going to not drink beer during the week or whatever you do. But you can lose two pounds in a week. right? You basically,
1: next... you're, you're holding yourself accountable for your own words. Right. Of what you want to accomplish,
0: and then next Sunday, you step on the scale and you go, "Did I lose two pounds or did I not?" And if you did, great. If you didn't, where then did I go wrong? on you! Right. Yeah. So then, then it's what's the All one right. thing that I'm going to do for next Sunday, and it just keeps going. Yeah, so, you build.
1: You're building momentum.
0: But it's it's so much easier to commit to one thing than it right. is to commit to six pack abs by March
1: and uh, right? not eating sugar and fucking not drinking soda and
0: right so when you break it down into more manageable segments of time like a week and you say every Sunday you know the end of the weekend before I go to bed I'm just going to spend 30 minutes with myself and reflect and you just you make a commitment to yourself this week I am going to run three days three days and it's going to be a minimum of one mile Okay, you've put it out there in the universe. You've set it. Now you have to go do it. You have to do Sunday, one now, at least three days a week. But sometimes seven days, you have sometimes, four days off. Right, right. That's not. You can do that. Yeah. But you, then maybe if you do that and you're like, wow, that feels pretty good. This week I'm gonna do four. And then that week, if you do four, you go. Oh, I just did four. That wasn't now so bad. I'm above five hundred. Shit, I'm bad. fucking 700. Or maybe instead of saying five days because you have a busy schedule, you say, I'm still going to run four days, but I'm going to make my minimum a mile and a half instead of a mile. And the whole idea behind this whole thing is that you just make one commitment to one thing that you're going to do to move your goal forward, and it's something that's achievable. You know, you don't want to set the bar wicked low, but –
1: You don't want to set it too high that you're going to overwhelm yourself. Exactly.
0: Like, what's one thing I can do to just move a little bit forward? And if you do that every week, you're going to make progress. So that's kind of how I'm looking at 2021. Anyway.
1: Yeah, no, that's great, man. I like that. Uh, I've, uh, 2020, I was going to the gym uh, the past, like, three, four years regularly for, like, three to four days a week. After work or on the weekends, just three or four days, I do an hour, pretty much minimum. I skipped out and did like forty-five minutes here and there, you know what I mean. But yeah. like, pretty much, it was like four four hours a week, almost. All right, straight up working out. Like I took took my breaks and stuff, but I took short breaks anyway. Twenty twenty comes, boom, everything's shut down, and then I go, okay, I continued it. I go. I got my I, uh, my brother Timmy, our our brother. Um, he uh, he left me some weights in my house, so I had a, a barbell and a dumbbell, twenty five pound dumbbell and a, like a thirty pound barbell. I continued it from March when they were whatever whenever they shut it down. I continued that into the summer, and then I fell off. I don't know where I fell off, but I started falling. I was like three months ago. I just haven't worked out at all. Yeah. But, like, that's my new goal. Like, I that's where I want... I need to pick that back up because, like, four years of going to the gym, it felt great, dude. I loved it. Like, I hated doing the workout. <laughs> I did. It sucked. It wasn't fucking fun. And it, but at the end of the night when I left that gym and I drove home, that 15-minute drive home, I was... I was, like... Energized. On, I was fucking cloud nine. You were floating. I was like, dude, I fucking, I own the world right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I haven't had that feeling in like fucking six months or so, you know? Yeah. So, no, that's my goal personally put that out there in the world. But like, um, that's just kind of where I'm carrying it off is, uh, this whole year has been so screwed up for everybody. Businesses, um, just personal life, everything. It screwed everything up. And it's screwed me up too. So like it's twenty twenty one has gotta be a better year and we have to make our own goal to start something new. It has to start now. It I mean I, I understand there's <laughs>
2: Yeah. So
1: you know, there's I restrictions. hear
0: I hear what you're saying and what I kinda think of is that when this whole coronavirus started it was March, and the whole joke is, at least up here in the Northeast, we, the bars got shut down on St. Paddy's Day, which was the same day that Tom Brady announced that he was going to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Ooh. Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots on St. Paddy's Day, which is already mean enough. And then we can't even go to the bars to drink our sorrows off in right. Boston, in Southie
1: some bullshit
0: so so you know on corona but since march like when all that happened they were like okay what we need to do is we just need to flatten the curve and we did but then things never really lifted and then it turned into we need to get a vaccine and now that we have a vaccine you know you're hearing about this variant that's coming out of the uk and actually today i heard that there's the first confirmed case of this virus variant where it's mutated, yeah, mutated like 17 yeah. times in Colorado. So it's here. I mean, it was a matter of time. It's going to spread. How effective is the vaccine going to be? Who knows? Hopefully, great. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. I actually but,
1: heard that one of the a nurse got uh, vaccinated like a I don't know I, it was either a week or a month ago. Or I think it was probably like a week ago. She's now positive for corona again. Really? So, it's not fully developed. I haven't read
0: that, but that's an interesting stat and situation because the I guess where I'm going with all this is I started kind of talking about this way back in March and April on Facebook and then I started getting into like fights with people that I went to school with and people that I generally respected and it got to the point where, you know, you start getting accused of just not caring about people's grandparents and stuff, which is not the case at all. But you know, you don't want the it. you don't want the you know response to be worse than the virus itself. And you can definitely argue that you know suicides, drug addictions, alcoholism, you know car uh, car family, accidents,
1: deaths, and shit like that.
0: Family domestic, you know, abuse and just. Just like people are sad and they're depressed, and they can't, most of them, you know, a lot of people can't work, Lock. and comedians can't, you know, make people laugh. And there's just, it's such a friggin' fucked up year. And you go, okay, well, we flattened the curve, and you didn't release, and then it all came back. And then you made basically nationwide, like, Except mandates now. for masks. I mean, if you remember at the beginning, it wasn't mandated, it was just, like, recommended. Right. And you and me were like, fuck that.
1: Yeah, that right. Oh, on. yeah. Yep. But
0: I was respectful. Yeah, I gave of course. their of space, yeah. but I, mean, I was like,
1: people space, this is but dumb. like It's not... A cloth mask. doesn't make that, sense.
0: The virus is smaller than the friggin' weave.
1: Scientifically, like, it didn't make out. sense.
0: And they say, well, it'll, it'll help. Yeah, it probably will help a little bit. It's like taking uh, a bunch of marbles, I think, and packing them into a cannon, and then shooting them through a sheet that has a mesh with like... 1 inch squares like 1 inch by 1 inch right yep. like a lot of the marbles are going to get through some of the marbles are going to hit like the wires and get right. knocked and back
1: just get pushed back right. right
0: but like a cloth mask that's not an N95 it's pretty well known like everywhere that it's not that effective
1: Scientifically, is it going to help I mean- a
0: little yeah it probably help a little bit but that's why at the beginning you and me were like this is so stupid we're not sheep but then they were like, no, you have to wear it. You have to. No no business if you don't wear it. I'm like, okay, okay. right, right you, That's fine. I want to go to businesses. right? I want the economy to you'll be well. You'll shut
1: down and you'll be turned around if you don't wear a mask. Listen, What's whatever I got uh, to, to do to contribute to restaurants
0: being allowed to be open, bars being allowed to be open, if that means I have to wear a mask, I want those businesses to be open. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what my personal beliefs are. If the economy can keep going... Good. I'm a team player. Right. But you know, it's like all these things that we keep doing and we're killing the economy, we're still surging, like third, fourth wave. That's
1: point zero zero of a percent.
0: So but you start to ask yourself like how effective how effective is what you're doing? How effective is it? Like, right. you're closing all these businesses. You can work, you can't work. All Like, all these businesses are closing down. Main indoor carding is done forever. So many businesses. And we're still surging.
1: And, it, it only so, br- I mean, it brings you to the fact that, like, if they're – the people that run this country not are not looking at statistics of it all, like, what's, what's behind that? What's their agenda behind it? Because if they're not being like, all right, let's actually – Put the numbers on the table and then make a logical, practical decision based on these numbers to run this country and not shut things down or do this. But they're mandating the people to have to abide by their laws on something that makes no sense at all. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I've been drinking. No, no, no. I got no, some no. BLAs in me. All right. No, no, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> but so, you know what I mean. Like it just doesn't make sense. If I I was telling I tell people this all the time. If there are teenagers, all right, adolescents, thirty year olds, just dropping dead, all the time. And you hear it on the news every day, and forty year olds, fifty year olds, whatever, just. The entire spectrum of generations just going down. I get it, okay? I would understand that. But the statistics show that the people that are compromised in their You're older age... You're in tricky age,
0: territory, Dan. Okay, I get it. Navigate. I know I am. I know I am, Navigate carefully. Right? You can... I'm like Bill Burr.
1: I don't give a fuck, all right? So if I saw those statistics, though, me as a 30-year-old, I'd go, Yeah. That's fucking scary as fuck. I'm, I'm young, and I have a fairly good bill of health, okay? For me, personally. But I'd be like, I got my friend over here who's 30 years old. He just dropped dead. I got a fucking 19-year-old that just dropped dead too from this coronavirus. I'd be a little bit more scared. But they're talking about... The statistics are showing that like people that are compromised, it's and skewed. older,
0: it's skewed it to skewed. compromised
1: immune it seems systems. Skewed, all right. No, it is skewed, if you and I'm look not. At I'm CDC, not trying to say that this is not an issue because I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's a different strain that attacks people differently, but it's. Well, it's well, you know what I mean? Let me jump you, in. You're not, let me jump in because it's like, not showing stats of people that are healthy just dropping dead so so it's like and i get it yeah asymptomatic and you can spread it if you cough or whatever but
0: here's the thing you're
1: shutting down you're killing the economy right over such a small percentage
0: so hold on let me jump in here so if i am a like religious joe rogan listener and he has long-form conversations with experts in their fields and and everything else so um Some of the things that I've learned is that, uh, yes, it, it is skewed to the upper ages, like 65 to 75, 75 to 85, highly, highly majority of the people. And so you can look at it from two different angles. You can say, well, I mean, these people, they're already frail. They're already in nursing homes. They're like on their way out. They're on death's door. Now, that's somebody's grandmother that's somebody's mother that's somebody's grandfather father brother like true yep. that's somebody's something so all lives matter right you can't say that yeah it's
1: completely incorrect but, Kev. come but, on
0: but like it's true and so you do that's why i wear a mask i don't think that it really makes a whole lot of difference unless it's an N95 or whatever. But it's respect for but others. But it's respect for others, okay? You know, if Grammy's at the grocery store, I don't want to be the one that's got, you know, I'm asymptomatic but I'm positive and I don't know that I'm positive and I give it to her. right? You know, because yeah, I was yeah. trying to be nice and I, like, grabbed something off the top shelf. Right,
1: because we don't, I mean, you know, it's not fully known.
0: Whatever. So, so, yeah, let's be careful. But also, you know, the way – is this is not a very fatal virus so we would never react this way to a a bad flu strain you wouldn't even hear about it on the news yeah you,
1: we haven't heard about it on the news for decades
0: and you know you can argue well the death toll is way higher on this 300,000 in the US yeah but you could is also really 300,000 from covid just COVID. Is there really three hundred thousand?
1: Is it from just that one acronym or I word mean, that I don't know. I, I haven't
0: fully confirmed this but I've heard from multiple like sources and NPR and articles and that like if somebody is in the hospital and they exhibit the symptoms for COVID, which is literally like every symptom that you could possibly have. And they die. They get marked as a COVID death. So And early on they weren't even testing them because the testing wasn't available. So they were just like
1: <sighs> Yeah, just shooting them now, out.
0: I mean, does it suck? Yes. And people died? Yes. And, you know, did COVID maybe speed up the process? Maybe. You know, like I'm not arguing any of these things. Right. What there I'm saying is that. is that the majority of the working age people That are going to the power plants, that are going out and doing work, is not 65 plus. Those are the retired people. The people that are below like 60, it's way, 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 way smaller percentage of the cases and the deaths. Right. So let us keep working. Right. And let's protect them. Right. Right. I mean, that just seems
1: obvious. It should
0: be obvious. Yeah. So then the question becomes how long does this last? Well, these governors have, like, these newfound powers, like Governor Mills for Maine or Newsom in California, you know, where they can declare states of emergency and just keep extending them forever.
1: Right. whenever Indefinitely. Whenever they want to decide to.
2: I'm
0: probably
1: exaggerating that a little bit. I don't know the law. but I know exactly where you're coming from. But
0: it makes the average person ask the question, like, where does this go? It's a slippery slope.
1: How does one person have the power to shut everything down?
0: Yeah. So, anyway, we shouldn't get too far down the dark, dark hole. But we should say, there's concerns. Yeah. and There are know,
1: concerns. I we, mean, it's it's definitely affecting people. I, it, different generations, for sure. Um, I was
0: talking about concerns about the way this is being handled. Um, uh, oh, like, okay. What, you know, what, like the, the <laughs> what did I miss? Well, no, I'm saying there's concerns, I think, from a lot of... Americans, whether or not they want to say it out loud or not, about the government reach.
1: Yes, okay, I And get so, it, yep. like,
0: in 9-11, there's a lot of pretty much consensus that the hardcore, like, lifetime politics, you know, the Hillary Clintons, you know, they, they say things like, you know, you don't want to let any good crisis go to waste. Like, they take opportunities of crisis to For get a little bit advantage. closer... To you losing your rights, you know, like America's that one of the youngest countries in the world, 250 years old or whatever, and we're the most free right now. But well,
1: okay. And when we lose our I'm rights, talking
0: about post-slavery, like you know, modern
1: they gain power. 1900s to control forward, control the economy, America, to like, put more money in their pockets.
0: I, I just feel like the oldest civilizations in the world you know, the Asian side, Africa, the Venezuela, China. Um, look at what North Korea is trying to do to South Korea. Look at what China is trying to do to Hong Kong. Look at what Russia is trying to do to Ukraine. Look at these like giant communist, long time civilizations that are way older than us, that are dictatorships. And then you look at the direction that America is going and it's easy to extrapolate and say, Here comes this virus that's like, you know, it's pretty bad. But I think we can all agree that the media is way overhyping the fear. I have a lot of questions about the death count and how real that really is. The case count, I don't really know how real that really is. Nobody's really being clear and concise and honest with us. There's a lot of questions. And then you go, we're like the last free young country. And I just look at these other guys venezuela china and russia and korea and i'm not trying to be like the downer here but i'm like i kind of like being free in america right i don't really want this to go away and i don't really like the amount of power that the government's just decided to have during the coronavirus i mean when are we gonna get to go back and fucking have concerts again and stuff i mean listen we can test people before they go through the gates Rapid testing. We can now get results in 15 minutes. Just make that, like, at the fucking Hadlock field in Portland. Right. You got to get a coronavirus. And you know what? Once we get coronavirus under control, then all that shit goes away. But let's, like, try to get businesses going again and get back to regular life. Yeah. That's my thought. Anyway.
1: I mean, totally agree. Rant over. <laughs> yeah. just... Yeah,
0: so corona. Corona 2020. So, speaking of corona... 2020 Corona Watch 2020 perfect way uh to end the year bob marley main comedian was doing a live streaming event and uh at 8 p.m with four hours left in the year 2020 and apparently a he must have like been running this out of the server at his home or something because enough people downloaded this link and tried to watch it that bob marley crashed the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like you you I mean, it was, like, 9.30 or – it was – well, it wasn't that late. Probably 8.30, I should say. But, like, it was 30, 40 minutes late because (laughs) they were, like, on the other side going, shit, what do we do? What do we do? Like, we got to find a new link and then –
1: Bobby Bob, what the fuck? Yeah. You fucking shut down the internet, you dink.
0: Bob Miley, you broke the friggin' internet, dude.
1: The fuck guy.
0: So, anyway, it was a funny special. I took a bunch of notes, but I really don't want to – and bring him out, dude. What'd you get? I don't want to really ruin his current special, so maybe we'll touch on him. But I had some other ideas. I was kind of thinking, so 2020, we sort of talked about goals, and we don't have to get into anything real personal. But I'll say, like, one goal that I have from a body standpoint. Everybody's like, oh, Kevin, you're fucking skinny. Like, stop being a friggin' enabler. I'm getting a beer gut. Okay. <laughs> It might not be just all beer, but it's a gut, and I don't like it, <laughs> and I want to get rid of it. Join so, the
1: club, bro. Join the club. So
0: I gotta figure out like whether it be a waist dimension. Also, I bought a new friggin' belt oh, today. Okay. Hold on, bought a new belt today because I keep snapping them. I buy, <laughs> I buy Stop the reverse... so
1: Fucking fat.
0: This is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so I buy the reversible belt where it's black and brown. So depending on what color shoes you have, you just spin the thing. Well, the problem with that is you got like this tiny little pin that's spring-loaded so that you can like pull it out and spin it and lock it back in.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So it's
0: just that little pin. And apparently I got fat enough that I keep breaking the friggin' pins off. Damn, And the dude. whole like thing, the end with the little pin breaks right off.
1: That's a, that's a good accomplishment.
0: <laughs> so I went to – You should be proud of yourself. So get this. So I went to Marshall's today and I was like, all right you know nobody wants to pay 45 dollars for a belt but i'll pay 12 yeah. all day you
1: know your yeah, old dicky one yeah, yeah so
0: you know well Marshalls they just they or, take okay, everything Mar- and they, okay. they actually sell it for what it's worth <laughs> instead <laughs> of like all the markup that all the other companies put on it so i buy a 32 waist size belt and i'm like yeah that's me i'm a 32 i've always been a 32 right since the Pretty much the day I was born. I'm 32, right? And then I go out in the truck, and I'm like, God damn it. Like, I don't have a belt. I keep pulling my pants up. So I put the belt on, and I'm like, "Like, uh, dude, I had, I had that little spring-loaded pin that allows you to swap it back and forth fully extended just to get the first hole in the belt.
1: Uh, you know what the trick is?
0: No. Think thin. The trick was I turned around and I walked back into Marshalls ah, and I swallowed and my pride. It's a
1: good alternative.
0: And I said, apparently I've gotten a little bit bigger since the last time I bought a belt. I
1: hope you actually said that to them. So I that be fucking hilarious. I bought a 36
0: instead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is where I'm going. Okay. Belt size purchase today. Tall. Definitely confirmed the fact that I'm getting a little chunky and I don't like it. So, uh, 2021, I was looking at ways to lose some weight, especially off the belly, but I can't really run that good anymore because of my knees and I bought a Peloton for Jenna and I should have like no excuse cause that's right there, but I just don't really like biking. Yeah. So I was listening to Rogan's podcast today with Tony Hinchcliffe and the ad at the beginning was for this thing called fight camp. And I'm driving down the road, and he's like, if you buy today, you know, Fight Camp slash Rogan, you get a special gift worth $109. And I'm like, i got to figure this out. And what he was talking about was, like, it's basically a punching bag, but there's sensors in there, and you get the gloves. And so when you punch it, it's all recorded in an app. So you get, like, the power of the punch. Yeah. You get the speed of the punch. Yeah. You get... The number of punches per second, you know, like it records all this data of your workout. And then you can compare and trend over time to see like, oh, okay, I used to punch. How much have
1: you improved or declined?
0: And so I think that's what people really want because like I've always wanted a heavy bag just to hang down here and like punch and just get get some aggression out. But now like I can actually train. That's why it's called Fight Camp and figure out like, you know. Two weeks ago, I was punching, you know, I don't know, a hundred pounds, sure, yeah, worth of power or whatever. And now I'm at 140, and it's like Jesus. I want to get to 150. So you come down here, boom, 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 baby. Yeah, and like you can, So anyway, look this thing up. It's badass. It's like a smart fight bag. Camp, uh, fight camp. Uh, it comes with an app. All this stuff, like streams to it it. is it like
1: a digital thing like there's a sensor inside the bag yeah there's a sensor in the gloves too
0: yeah and anyway it's thirteen hundred and forty nine dollars for the family package so up to five people can do it uh, on the app or whatever but I'm thinking so they let you pay monthly which
1: yeah I know that's just another fucking but
0: it's like fifty six bucks Two years, and you can always pay it off earlier. And honestly, it's fifty-six. I mean, that's friggin' twelve dollars, thirteen, fourteen dollars a week. Like that's not that bad for something that would be fun and actually get you into shape. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah.
0: You know, so I think I'm gonna do get that. Get some
1: results out of it.
0: Yeah. So yep. that's kind of what I'm looking at for like health Tell you what, goals. Because I got to get rid of this friggin' belly, dude.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I uh, I stick to my ten dollars a, a month at Planet Fitness because
0: uh yeah I never I'm, go. I'm a
1: cheap ass. Uh, I don't know if anyone know know anything about me, but I'm a cheap ass like that. So I uh I go to t- Planet Fitness for like ten dollars a month because I can't afford thirteen hundred dollars for a punching bag.
0: I can't either, <laughs> but I still might buy
1: it i know it sounds like a great idea dude i'd love that it That'd sounds be great
0: it sounds fun definitely sounds fun
1: good goal setter
0: and i'm the kind of guy where i'm I like can't. well you know it's for health and stuff <laughs> so <laughs> yeah anyway um i think we've pretty much beaten to death the fact that 2020 was crazy and 2021 is you know what
1: 2020 does has- no 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 all right sorry i'm drinking all right give me a break 2020 has not been that bad for everybody. All right, there's there's good shit that came out of this year. All right, what are the positives? What actually happened in this year? I like where you, this is going. That you appreciated or learned from, or or I don't know, gained a lesson from. I don't know. What was good, positive about this year for you, Kev?
0: Travis Pastrana's Jim Connor twenty twenty was pretty fucking badass dude.
1: Damn, that, that car was fucking sick.
0: That was cool to watch. I had Jenna watch it with me. I was like, check this out. This is Pastrana, you know the backflip guy on the motorbike thing. He's also
1: really good at rallying too. Yeah, apparently he knows how to drive a car. Yeah. Really that good. That
0: was fucking sick. But in all seriousness, even though that was sick, I think that your in my highlight of the year is probably the same thing.
1: I I'd probably agree.
0: I would say that racing at the Dirt Nationals was think. probably the highlight of my racing career which is now entering year 18.
1: You guys aren't going to be able to see this, but um so my brother uh we went down to the Dirt Nationals. Great for radio. And he we saw actually my uncle <laughs> sorry i'm gonna throw you under the bus uncle tom he saw a sign
0: he didn't commit any crimes
1: no no crimes were committed all right all animals were controlled and not harmed in the making of this video but um there was a sign on the dirt nationals 2020 down in pennsylvania and uh it basically just you know it was off. an ad People like, ad, yeah, Hey, 2020 Dirt Nationals. Dirt Nationals here, come. Fucking dope as shit. My uncle goes, ah, love to have that. Who's got them wire cutters? And uh, we didn't have any wire cutters at the time, so we couldn't really do that. And it wasn't really moral of a decision for us, but my brother... Knew how much I appreciated our time together down there. That was it. Was I mean it was a fucking fun last time. We had so much fun. You got me one of those signs for Christmas. It was a not a sign, a fucking banner. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's like a canvas banner that you hang on the fences at a sports game to advertise. Right, you right. Know.
1: Your typical. Yeah, I mean, buy O milk. But it it represented. Shout out to Forest Emery. Forest? Anyway, so it represented like the best time I have had all year. I've never worked so hard in my life for three days, but I had the funnest time of my life down there. And we accomplished more goals in a year than I've accomplished in 10 years.
0: You know what I think was so friggin' awesome about that Dirt Nationals trip? Honestly is so just to boil this down to as quickly as possible that last year was year 17 for me as a driver and i've been trucks i've been sport series i've been trucks i've been legend cars kind of bounced around but the whole time it's always been like friggin', hey casey call i do like you you're you're friggin' awesome dude Honestly, most of the people that I get mad at at the beginning, I end up being good friends with. But like friggin' Casey called, dumped me with two to go. I was running fourth, friggin' guy. Now I'm sure Casey <laughs> probably has like a different story. I was probably nah, chopping like him. I was probably chopping story. him. Maybe it was blocking. I don't know. Probably yeah, whatever, though. Whatever. Whatever. Was eh? a little slower. But anyway, uh, it was all. It was always just like woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, shoulda course, won. Shoulda reflection. been this. Dude, didn't win a championship, but I should have. You know, it was always all of that. Like, I was always just better than what the results showed. Like, you guys don't know me. And then we ran a dirt race in 2019 at Loudoun. No expectations. 20 guys showed up. 20 cars raced for 30 laps. I didn't finish. But while I was on the track, I was frigging hauling the mail, dude. First time ever on shitty dirt track, just figuring it out as I go. And that's when I was like, I love dirt racing. This is awesome. And this year, we decided about a month out to take our small, penny-pinching, asphalt legend car team down to the dirt nationals to race a bunch of guys that race at that track Every week. Every
1: week, yeah. And they know, you know it. know what the hell they're doing. And they're
0: good at it. And they're like long time experience on dirt. I'd never raced on clay. And it was only my second time ever on a dirt track. And uh, I'm not, trying to, a I'm not trying to braggadocious, bragging camp, all that shit. But we did all right. And um, fell in love with dirt. And, you know, we the thing so is, the thing that makes that weekend for so... Man amazing for you me and tom sawyer the three of us that went down is that it was an entire career worth of emotions and experiences wrapped up into one weekend it was like showing up to the track on thursday with no idea if we were even going to be able to get around the track right let alone if we were going to be fast yeah you know? exactly like there was that, no which expi- is, pretty much no expectations very similar to like the first time you, that you ever race you're like I don't know what's gonna happen or the first time you ever rode a bike you yeah, know like yeah you like what's gonna I don't know
1: what the fuck's gonna happen am I gonna fall so we had crash?
0: that and then we went out and we came back in and Dan's looking at race monitor and I'm like Jesus dude like we're not that slow this <laughs> we're is not pretty... so
1: very slow we're this is a way little bit
0: better than I thought faster we were gonna than be. we thought and then you get energized. And now you're like, okay. Fuck yeah. Let's now you're go motivated. Minimum. Now you're like, let's do this. Let's get serious. Let's right. get down to business. And fuck we yeah. did. And we friggin' got all the way to the point where time trials, we were eighth quick on the board. We were actually on the scoring tower that goes to like 12. <laughs> Can you we fucking believe We were on that in time trials. I'm like, fuck this. I actually took a picture of it before we got knocked off. Uh, I was like, this Ooh. is insane. But the problem was, is uh, when I finished the last lap, we hung the throttle. If you listened to episode 14, you heard the story. Destroyed the car, blah, blah, blah. Thought we were dead. Thought we were going to have to go home. thought you were dead. Thought that races were, were over. Sorry. You know, all that hard work. We were fucking, we didn't know what to expect. Then we were fast. And then we were on the tower. And then we had a wrecked race car. And we don't know any of these people. And then all of a sudden people come over and they start helping and now we're friends. And it was crazy. It was a three-day national event of just like every Everything single emotion.
1: happened happened.
0: And it ended up with us making the A-Main, which was my goal. So it was like fucking A, dude. We, we, went we down, did it. We,
1: we left Maine with the goal of the making the show. making the show. That was it. Make it. Nothing else.
0: And we did. 23rd and, out of 24.
1: And we both, driving down there, we talked. I mean, it's eight-hour drive. We were both kind of, eh, you know? There's a little anxiety there. We didn't really know. We, we had no Dude, expectations, but it was just kind of like we had one goal, just trying to make the show. All right. You know what
0: I was doing? I was planting seeds for excuses in case we didn't make it. I was, I, that's what I was doing. I was like, you know, well, we don't know what we're doing and you know, this is a fucking shot in the dark and I was just planting those seeds to rely on in case I didn't make it. Right. Which is weak minded.
1: It is. But, but We, when still, you we, have, we powered have, when you have a few people behind you that will help you no matter what and you have, it's just a small crew, dude, Wait. You I was feeling the, the pressure you want. That's what it was. Right, right. i mean it's it's, that was i'm sorry that was just insane okay so we both agree that was like our both
0: of us maybe not like number one moment of 2020 because i have to be careful and make sure that i think about all the moments before i label a racing moment number one but it was a great one and it makes me think ahead to 2021 what is your thoughts on the 2021 race season we haven't really said this to anybody but we have two cars now one motor though which is kind of a problem two cars one motor yeah yeah we're, <laughs> i uh, do i do have a stock a backup motor it. but uh it's you know it's gonna run in the back with that one so anyway we got a road course car and we got a dirt car at the moment which is fun because both of those things are fun um No plans for 2021 for me right now. I kind of want to see what the schedules come out as. But Thursday Thunder, I would love to go after that seriously one more time and be serious about it and try to see how high in the rankings, like at the end of the year, we can get. Top five would be fucking awesome. I want to win the championship, but like top five in points for me. 35 years old with two kids and a family, and racing like whenever I can fit it in. That's a good goal, man. That would be awesome. It's like we were talking
1: about before. Just yeah. Set, set, a, set a number, a goal, just a specific goal. Top five. You know? Top five. There you go. And I
0: think that we can do that. And then, uh, you know, if Thursday Thunder doesn't happen like it didn't happen this year, they basically ran it on Saturdays, which I couldn't do, you know, with the family if that happens again then that's out but i would like to run my first road course race in a legend car ever because um the world finals for legends road course series is being held at new hampshire motor speedway this year and the car that we just bought ran at new hampshire motor speedway road course so it's fairly decent yeah Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to get like our feet wet on that track a couple times, and then love that dude when the world finals comes. If we can kind of race our way in again, that'd be pretty sweet. Do something different, you know? Yeah,
1: we've done dirt, we've done asphalt, we haven't done road.
0: That's like at this point in the career, I think you probably agree. Like, we've done the asphalt oval thing, and that's fun. I love White Mountain. Um, There's some tracks I'd still like to try. I could care less, to be perfectly honest, about really racing Oxford, Wiscasset, or Beatridge. I love Wiscasset. I'd go race Wiscasset for fun. But they don't interest me. Yeah. Road course interests me. Dirt interests me. New things interest me at this point. Like, if I'm going to race three four times a year, let's go do something new every time. Right. You know? Let's go put ourselves in that, like underdog make the a main and dirt nationals right every right, time right, every, every time, time you and use test something. ourselves yeah yeah, yeah for we're sure. gonna fail yeah, yeah, absolutely we're yeah. gonna fail we're gonna on. fail yeah but that's what fuels but you, you could possibly to go back too. right i mean we've learned that this year i mean yeah. i could honestly see bryson honestly i've talked to him and jenna and i have both talked about this uh he's not going to be our race car driver he's really not interested I think he's going to be the race car driver. I think he's going to be an artist. And he said that he wanted to be an artist. He loves to draw. He loves to color. Like, I think he's going to be a creative type. And that could manifest itself in so many different ways. So who
1: will be the race car driver?
0: 100% Julian. Yeah? Julian's like, yeah. I go, you want to race race cars? Yep. Really? Oh, Julian is a maniac. So he's two. Uh, you know, maybe in a couple years I could see myself putting a go-kart on a track. I'm going to talk to Jenna about it, but, uh, in a couple years I could see myself having just as much fun as racing three or four times a year that we do now is I would have going to Richmond karting speedway with Julian. Right. And being and like, being the crew chief. And just now let me coaching. share with you everything that I've learned in 20 years. And pass it on.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then if we want to go race in Dirt Nationals in twenty twenty two, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, right. right? Like, oh, yeah. let's just see what happens. We'll go. Yep. But uh, Chris Transu, um, Sean Miller, Travis Perry, like all Ashley Tackett, all those guys that we met and gals and gals at the uh, Dirt Nationals. Great people. They just. It's like a traveling circus of friends. Yeah, it was and
1: the amount of camaraderie that came out of that yeah
0: like i was just thinking if if they had like a long weekend with three or four races i'd consider taking like friday off have to work on friday haul down get there friday morning race friday night saturday saturday night sunday go home sunday afternoon or sunday night Dude, then, give like, me the call Monday and just try to like pack in a long weekend of dirt racing because down there in pennsylvania you know like chris Trenzo was saying i mean there's friggin' eight tracks within two hours of where we raced yeah and those guys that's what they do central pa legends i mean they'll race friday saturday sunday all summer long right it's awesome yeah <laughs> i wish i lived closer. We've a few hours i mean <laughs> yeah that ain't nothing
1: you
2: know
0: yeah, no, I mean it just sucks because it's ten hours for us to get there, and oh, that's that's just my time. true calling, you know. Like I you feel know. like I've raced twice on dirt in my life. Got a life, true passion for it, you got, a and I love it so it. much. And we've done halfway decent. Like I got as high as fifth in the first race allowed, and and you know we drove from last to third in the last chance race and made the A main in a ten lap race. I mean, which was really our first race being down there never, because yeah. everything I mean, else was is, practice and time trials i mean
1: you but we first were never, dirt track
0: was really the first time we were on the track in a clay. racing condition though was that b main right everything else that before that b was just yeah oh yeah was hot laps and time trials right because we missed all the heats so the first time i'm actually racing anybody in, in competition competing. is yeah. a must win 10 lap shootout and Ten we did laps, it yeah and we made it and so i'm like I love this. This is like my calling, but I live 10 hours away. <laughs> and I was, I, I, I
1: did so much research before we went down and just watched different car videos, uh, car cams. I did too, yeah. There's so many, no one could pass anyone. It was just like every car cam that I saw, no one was passing anyone. It was just kind of like, they might've got like one car and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I, I was rooting for the guy. To be like, pass this motherfucker, right? Yeah. And he might have got like a car. So I was in the back of my mind driving down there. I was like, dude, this track is so hard to pass people. And you did five cars in ten laps. And I'm I'm not trying to brag or anything, but dude, my brother fucking knows how to wheel a fucking car. I couldn't do it. But he's he's got it, man. That, that's why I back him every step of the way.
0: So I appreciate... Uh, You backing me 100% and saying the nice things about my driving, but uh, this is the thing that I think defines us as all of a racing team, which was born kind of out of our generation, you, me, Timmy, Kim, Stephen, the kids, aspiring to be like our parents, Forrest, you know, Dad, Tom, Kathy, Maureen, Buddy, Buddy, Cindy, uh, Kenny Fowler, like that generation. Right. They're the ones that we went to the racetrack and watched them, and they were a well-oiled machine that did it right. Do it right, right? Like humble, help people. Right. And that's what we grew up watching. So for me, when we went down to the Dirt Nationals, with really no experience or reason to be there and we showed up and we were immediately greeted with like this is what happened we pulled in to the pits for the first time at lincoln speedway and they were like yeah you can pay like an extra hundred bucks and go park on the asphalt or if you don't want to do that you can park in the dirt and we're like, yeah, we'll just park in the dirt. Like, we're probably not even going to make it anyway, right? So, we're going to need that 100 bucks for friggin' gasoline or whatever. Right. So, we pull in, and we started to pull in right by the gate, and then um, we ended up stopping. And I saw further down, it looked like it was flatter. And the way the shape of the pits was, it looked like we had more of a length. So, like, when we dropped, you know, the back tail on the trailer... We could roll the car out and still really not be like into the road. Yeah, you know, right. So I pulled down there and I pulled right up next to a trailer. And this old lady comes out. You probably remember this. And she was like, um, you know, we have somebody that's showing up. That uh, they're gonna be a little late. That we like to pit next to. And I was just wondering if you wouldn't mind moving over a space. So polite. Yeah. So nice. I was like, ma'am, no problem. Friggin' put the thing in reverse, dude. Backed her right up. You probably didn't even get out of the passenger yeah. no, seat. No, no, I say right. I was bringing my <laughs> you know, buddy L.A. Friggin' set her over friggin' 10 feet. Dude yeah. pulled her right in. Left him a nice good old space. Turns out the dude that was we were making being space for, for was Sean Miller. Who ended up being our friggin' savior, dude. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, exactly. so I'm sitting
0: here going, we showed up. We took Sean Miller's spot. This lady's like, you know, without even saying who it was, just hey, could you move out? Yeah, Ab- we're the new guys in town. Absolutely, we just want to make friends. We're here to have fun. Yeah, right, right. right. Move over, coincidentally. Was the, the that same the our fucking ass, one guy that saved our ass the entire is the weekend. the dude that we moved over for. Yeah. God love Sean Miller. Hope you listen to this, dude. Anyway, um, you know, I just He's like the, from the, things fall
1: into place, man. From, you from you the get go, brothers right? and. We just the universe barely, will do good for
0: you. We just barely rolled the car out of the trailer. And Austin Belmar, yep. Bellboy Motorsports. Bellboy, yeah. He freaking shows up with his four wheeler and pulls right up behind us. Hey, I'm Austin. We were talking online about blah, 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 and do, 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 do. Anything without, I can do to help you? I'm like, game right up. <laughs> I, just, I up? Like, just rolled the car out. So, like, honestly, didn't, don't even know us.
1: Saw like, the fucking, car.
0: The only time I'd no. ever communicated with this guy was on Facebook Messenger because I sent something out like two weeks ahead of the nationals that I was a dumb asphalt guy looking to come down and play, and I didn't know if there was anyone out there that rented cars because I figured it might be cheaper for me to just drive down in a car and like just right, drive right, for yeah. somebody. Sure, yeah. Turns out. Not the case. <laughs> Not the case. Uh, to drive for Austin, um, that would have been, and this was the best deal. And Austin, you know, if you listen to this, man, I, I still really appreciate your offer. But it would have been about, I think, $750 a day or $500 a day. It, it was going to be, let's just for, yeah, say. for a cheap ass grand. like us, uh, a cheap team like
1: us. I just
0: Crazy thing, though, is both you know, his cars that he brought there to rent out, page. they but. both made the A. So, he had good cars. I mean, no doubt. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, and he knows what he's doing. But for me, you know, it was going to be two grand just to rent the car. I yeah. still had to buy tires. Still had to buy gas. Still had to buy right. parts. And, and to the cost of coming down and still going back. Still had to friggin' and... you know, stay at a hotel, get in entry fees. Like, all of that stuff. So, still had to buy a friggin' license because uh, for Nelcar, the two races <laughs> I ran earlier this year, I basically just ghosted. Like, I showed up and raced and just didn't earn Goat. points yeah all right you know for inex because because you just wanted to race i yeah. just wanted to race and i didn't want to spend 165 bucks and it worked out because i had to pay 50 dollars for a one day license one day awesome right that's perfect yeah that's the way it should be right you know like 50 bucks one day show up at the nationals or one event i guess right right but um that's awesome for guys like me. But anyway, I'm getting off track. So Austin shows up. Uh, Travis Perry was like, um, Chris Tranju showed up right off the bat. Yeah. The guy we raced with that Loudoun. he was willing to help us. Um, and then he was talking about this. Chris Perry, or Jesus Christ, Travis Perry guy. Then he pointed him out that 19 car over there. That's up on the lift. Like he's former national champion. Great guy. Well, he kind of kept to himself, and then once we wrecked, he came down and offered his Immediately. help. He told me, here's the thing. This is like, where I'm going without, with this, actually. Yeah, without even... I, I am rambling, going, yeah. but, I am too. but I have a direction, and I just remembered it again. So I'm a rambling man. The, yeah. The, the cool thing about why that event was so important to you and me is we all just go race. To have fun. Sure, there are young kids. There are old guys that are frustrated. There's people that race that they hang their hat on the success of their short track racing career. Like, if I didn't win 42 races, I'm a failure. That was never me. I always just raced because I liked watching Buddy Levitt, And I wanted to do it too. And I wanted little kids in the stands to root for me. And it sounds really conceited, but it was like, I wanted to put on a show.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you're you're aspiring.
0: And we always had, like, shiny, nice paint jobs, which is when I was a kid. Those are the ones where you're like, oh, I don't know anybody in the race, but that freaking shiny orange car there looks pretty sweet, you know? Oh, yeah. So. Goals. That's kind of how I always raced is I put, like, the experience and the friendship of meeting people and the, like the racing family ahead of whether or not I finished in the top five or not. you know? Yeah. And so when we went down to the dirt nationals and I'm immediately greeted by all of these guys and teams and people that, I mean the friggin' track owner was standing there when we're signing in. Oh, yeah, we first talked day. to him for like 20 minutes. Hey, introduce A good 20 us. Minutes. thank you guys. Where are you guys from? You're from Maine. Holy shit. You guys came here from Maine? Yeah. Yeah, we've never raced on dirt before. Wow, that's pretty sweet. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We Can't had, wait we to catch up with you fledged, guys. We like, had It was probably good 15, 20 minutes. You oh, know?
1: We and just then... Shot the shit. So then this it Travis Perry, Perry freaking... Like, the camaraderie. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Anyway, no that's where I'm going. I
0: mean, the Travis Perry guy. I just got to get this out. And we covered it on the last one too. But like the coolest thing was you got this national champion. We show up. We're just fucking nobody's barely even know how to race on dirt. we catch his eye we were quick you know we're on the friggin' tower for speeds 28 car you know and he notices us and then probably like everybody else in the state of pennsylvania heard my race car hit the wall in turn one when the throttle stuck and came down was live came down you know when we're sitting there scratching the sweat out of my hair and figuring out what the hell we're gonna do And he's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know. Like, a bunch of us have noticed that you're really quick. And it, like, it burns us to see what happened to you. That really sucks. Yeah. But if there's anything that any of us can do to help you be here tomorrow, which was Saturday, the final three-day of the three-day event, we want you here. Like, we want you to be a part of the show. And I just thought that that was extremely cool for, like, he was a representative of right. the central PA legends. And I felt welcomed at that point, you know, yeah, like we right. were playing by the rules. We were being nice. People recognized we were quick. They hated what they saw. They want to help me. And Sean Miller, of course, we don't have to go into it again. Cause we covered it on the last one, but like he was huge in helping us get the car rebuilt and back and ready to go. And then the biggest thing that I want to close this out with is when Perry, Travis Perry came up on Saturday when we pulled in, like an hour before everything was supposed to start, rolled the car out of the trailer, and yeah, you know it was stitched together with wire ties and shit like that. But like the car was together and it rolled out, and it looked pretty good. Um, he came down and was like, "Hey, man, I looked at the lineup for the Last Chance race, and you can beat everybody that's in front of you. Call it what you want." But when you're a race car driver and the odds are stacked against you to the point where new track, never been in a competition race with any of these people before, missed all the qualifying races because you destroyed your car in time trials with a stuck throttle. like You're just going into this thing starting dead last, 10-lap shootout, no idea what to expect because I bent the fucking front clip last night. Right. Like no am I idea I just
1: destroy this car on the first turn or am I going to be I'm able not going to go
0: lie. Fast? Before he came down, my mindset was kind of like let's just go out there and be respectful and you know, people will recognize that we were here. And that was it. I I hate to admit it, but I just didn't want to hold the expectations too high to be disappointed. Right. And then when he came down and he was like, "Dude, you I race with all those guys every week?" you are faster than all of them he's like you got 10 laps on a 3/8 mile track you can't wait you have to go but you can beat them and that was the friggin' fire that was the match when i was like Damn, oh okay man. that's invigorating yeah no i was like okay no i can i can do this and when i was in the lineup and they stuck, like they rolled us to go up on turn 3 and onto the track i was like slap in the back Fuck of my helmet go. just like let's Jeff- go oh and then we made it. Yeah. So it was just a summation of just like all the emotions, the hard work, the perseverance, the never give up, the everything that was the it Emory came and down Oliver racing. Like a fucking that we slap grew slap in the ass, baby. Admiring. You know? Like it was it was a perfect tribute to the Emory and Oliver racing we grew up watching. Yeah. It was everything that they were. Yeah. And if like I never raced again Which I want to, but like if I never did I would be happy with that being the grand finale. Right. Anything that goes on from here personally is just fun.
1: And you know it's even cool to add on that. All right. So there's a lot of guys that are racers and a lot of guys that are you know crew members. They don't you know they you know, they're, they're like just you. there every week, right? Just the regular guy, they turn wrenches, they take a tire off, they add, add air pressure, right? No one ever really gets anything any recognition for them, right? For the most part. It's true. And it, it's unfair. It's, it's it's just the hard truth. It's what it is what it is. I mean, but you're on the team at your own peril, but you're there for a reason for the love of the sport. Regardless. Uh I never had a more better experience watching somebody else overcome so much adversity because i was a part of it i've never had more fun than to watch that i think it was
0: rewarding to you because really the reality is that it that moment would not have happened had you not done what you did i mean you friggin' basically welded the chassis back together (laughs) i mean you you stiffened that lollipop up lollipop up which is huge that's like the whole right front suspension which if you know anything about dirt racing the right front's pretty goddamn important and that's the one we've ruined so the fact that you're out there with like ron hornaday straightening the thing and welding bars to it and you know the reason that that we had that moment was heavily dependent on you doing what you did and i imagine that's why it was so satisfying for you to see right Um, just the the fact that the fire was lit
1: to get back out there, and that we actually did get back out there. Not only that, we actually made the event was like, I mean, icing on the fucking cake, bro. Put some sprinkles on that motherfucker.
0: You know what I mean? Problem was, we We only got three sprinkles, and then we got parked because I fucking spun out three (laughs) times. But, uh, you know,
1: funnest time of my fucking life, bro. On, Don't let the on, facts the get trail. in the way
0: of a good story. I think the the real reality is is the accomplishment was making the race, which we did, amongst all odds, with the help of many. And um, you know the the spinning out the three times in that race, like every race that I'm in, I think a lot about that stuff, and that stuff bites me because I take that personally. Like. I uh what I, I impacted well I impacted the Nash the Semi Pro Legend Car US Legend Semi Pro Dirt National Championship race. I impacted that by spinning out three times and bringing out three cautions when those guys were up front racing. So yeah. I, I look at that with a small sense of embarrassment. I don't let it crush me. Like I I let it go, but I do recognize that it happened and the next time that I go down there, I don't want that Easy, to happen a again. Little bit, for sure. And I think the reason why it happened is because I didn't truly deep down expect to even make the A-Main. And then with everything that happened when we finally did make the A-Main, I remember saying to you and Tom as we were pushing the car to the feature lineup, we did what we came here to do. And I started on the last row. And I think I set myself up for settling right because i think i said you know to myself we've already fucking done what we came here well, to do we accomplished the goal but we've already wrecked the car with a stuck throttle i mean we don't need to end up on a roof and completely trash this car like we're right. here <laughs> we made it these guys were all way better than me and yeah, we not in the show too much but i think once i got out there and the pace of the race, because think about it, I didn't race any heat races
1: at all. No, your only practice, your only real competition
0: was the actual B main, and we slaughtered. So I'm thinking, damn, we got a good piece, right? But the guys that I raced good against in the B main were guys that weren't good enough to make the show in the heats. I didn't race anybody that made it in on the heats, which was most of the field. Right. So I had no idea that that was like a step change in talent. Right. No offense to any of the guys that were in the the B main. I was there with you. But um, yeah, you, you, I mean, you but had like a we made it boost. in. We thought we were great, and we were I mean, decent. The numbers showed it. But then once you started racing, those guys, like those guys are the guys that make the A-Main every week at Lincoln Speedway when guys go home. Like the six car parked on the other side of us, you know? And and Miller, like Sean was saying, like he doesn't always make it. The guys we raced with are the guys that always make it. So now I'm out there starting last against the fucking top guys how should i racing.
1: start my expectation i'm here? racing
0: super right. hard because i'm trying to keep up with these guys yeah i mean if you did this every week then yeah your expectation expectations and I just, be a little bit higher i overdrove a car that was bent is what happened i mean yeah let's face it like we tried to adjust the suspension as close as we could but, I mean, we had to move the rear end on one side like five-sixteenths of an inch just to get it to be straight. <laughs> that can't be right. Yeah. Like, we, th- we, there was some fucked-up shit going on. We rigged it a little bit. We
1: did the best that we could. Sorry for my political in-
0: incorrectiveness. We'll just bleep that one out. Uh, no, we, yeah. tried, we tried to get the car close, but it wasn't right. So, once you try to drive that thing super fast against the guys that are good... It just exposed the problems with our car. And I spun out three times and it was embarrassing and they parked us and they should have. So anyway, that's... uh, What can you fucking do? You got to do what you got to do, right? That was the best time of our life in racing that we just talked about for seven hours. Uh, 2021, we're going to try to race some dirt. We're going to try to race some road course. If Thursday Thunder happens, maybe run for a championship. And then after that, who knows? Hell yeah. So, we talked about goals. We talked about racing. We talked about Bob Molly crashing the internet. Fucking Bob Miley. Um, A couple of things I wrote down from the Bob Molly special. Bob's talking about how we use our phones for everything. And I'm not going to ruin his jokes. You should definitely go listen to it. It was awesome. We laughed nonstop. Use phones for maps and directions. And he's talking about how... He's just... Back in the day, like, we used, actually used to use maps. And, uh... Okay, so you're going to go two miles on Poland Spring Road. And you're going to look up
2: on the left. It
0: it's going to... There's going to be a tight bend. And you'll know because you'll see a yellow sign with an arrow that curves. And then you want to look to the left immediately... And the next driveway is going to have a yellow sign for deaf children. You're going to want to go one more mile beyond that. And then you're going to see a sign for the high school. At that point, you've gone too far. you got to turn around. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the directions were crazy. And meanwhile, we're all sitting here like 17, 18 years old getting our license going, okay, okay, hold on, hold on okay high school oh I went too far oh so it shouldn't go to the high school <laughs> so why'd you give me that <laughs> reference where should I turn before I get to the high school like it was just craziness and I just thought that was kind of funny you know our yeah yeah he went- we're kind of like the last generation to understand that and uh, like know what it's like to use landscapes you know what I mean
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I or mean, not,
0: lands- uh, landmarks. landmarks lands- landscapes. Yeah. Well, you could say the there's a big hill. a
1: female way of giving directions to another male. Sorry. Maybe that was sexist or. or I don't we'll know, we'll bleep was... that out.
0: We'll bleep that out too. It's risky. No,
1: it's fine. It's fine. But it's funny. It should be funny, right? I mean, come on. We're having fun. I I, I know. I, I get a lot from them.
0: And then when he's talking anyway. about directions though, with BLAs. With... With the uh, the landmarks, he gives an example of Maine people. Whoa, oh, shit! Well, jeez, you know, you, get, you, get, you got you you go too far. Oh, well, I, I I wouldn't have come all the way out here to go over there. <laughs> are
1: you are you gonna shop anywhere before you go here?
0: You know, yeah,
1: you it's gonna go to the fucking Seven Eleven before you uh before. Before all those directions you gave me. So, uh might want to back up there.
0: So, this is what you got to do. You got to pull out of the driveway. Oh, shit. You got to take a left. And now, here's the thing. You're going to get up there. There's going to be a fork in the road. You're going to want to go right. But you don't go left.
1: (laughs) You go left.
0: You go left left at the fork. You're going to want to go right. But you don't go right. You go left. Now, once you make that left, Okay. There's going to be a couple of private driveways on the right side of the road. The first one, you're going to want to go up there, but don't. But don't. Don't do that. You want to go to the second one. Okay? When you get to the second one, you want to turn around and start going the other way because you went too far. (laughs) Dude, I don't know if you remember, but, like, Dad used to give me directions and Uncle Wayne, and it was always like they would give you the landmark where you went too far, and the thing <laughs> yeah. is, is that is wicked helpful
1: though. It can be helpful, but it's like, it's, why are you just give me a landmark? Yeah, just tell me where prior to go to where I need to turn.
0: You know, it seems like a little bit of extra information. Say,
1: all right, give me like fucking half mile, and then I got to turn. But the I'll interesting, judge it going that direction.
0: The interesting thing is, is that like, even though it seems like a little extra information, it is nice to know because it's like. The bumpers in the bowling alley, right? Where it's like, okay, well, you get here, you definitely will not want to go any further. You want to go the other way, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: So when you hit this bumper,
0: yeah, kids today, dude, they're never gonna understand directions like that. not understand it. The gazetteer,
1: the old gazetteer. So, yep. You know, it was uh that was a good special. I literally laughed my ass off the entire, almost the entire time. You know what else I did in 2020 that
0: I hadn't done in any other year? I actually won money at a casino. <laughs> no shit. For the first time in my life. Yeah? Yeah, when Uncle Frank was up, I walked out of there like 200 bucks to the positive. God damn. Yeah, never happened though. Never happened. I yeah. think I've lost more than 200 in my life. Right. So on you're, the other side, you're, you're, so I'm still negative, but You're still negative, but for that local incident. That one it was time, good. You
1: were positive.
0: That's right. So, Dan, all right, we've been going for a little while. I think we've covered a lot of the things that we wanted to talk about, but is there anything else? You know, we've talked about goals and things you want to do. What's the number one thing in 2021 that you would like to accomplish? Like, when you look back a year from now and you look back on 2021, what's the one thing that you don't want to not, let not happen like you've got to do it um for me personally yeah for you uh not blow my motor <laughs> well that should be pretty easy to do i'm talking about fu- like all right okay, for me i'll give you an example for, okay I, my goal is uh, i'm kind of
1: i don't know straight-minded at some point i guess I got one goal in mind and to keep my car going. That's it. So
0: well, yeah, I mean that's a good one. But like, if so, for me, I want to go back to Florida. I want to see Nanny and Papa. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to get back to Florida. I don't know how long this coronavirus crap's gonna go on, but I don't know how. <sighs> Hopefully, the family's listening. I love Nanny and Papa, but I don't know how long they're going to be around and i just don't want to keep putting miss this you, off miss out yeah, yeah. yeah like i want to go see them want. so we go got to be like safe the last two years we've got to be safe with corona and make sure that we don't bring anything right but um, i do want to go down and see them yeah no that's definitely a good goal it's a way better
1: goal than my goal that i just shared uh
0: i'll give you a re- like re- i was a, saying a yeah, like
1: the last two years that's something that I've been trying to plan with you or mom but uh, it just fell through every time
0: so. Well, look at your weeks in like the first quarter of the year like between now and April because we were actually looking at maybe getting like an Airbnb down in Melbourne or Palm Bay and having like us, you, mom Timmy and Christine if it all worked out and just get, like, a big house down there and split it. And that way we're not burdening them. But we can go visit them. We can go to the beach. We can do stuff.
1: You hear that? I'm going to Florida next year.
0: (laughs) Yep. Fuck yeah.
1: Sorry. Kid show.
0: Kid show. Kid show. That was a good one. Dave Portnoy. All right. So, anyway, anything else, Dan, on this one? So, we've got goals... We want to be healthier. I'm gonna lose my gut. We're gonna to go to Florida. We're gonna race a road course. Um. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean. I don't know. I, I don't know at this point. I'm. I got 2021 to look forward to, but I don't. I don't know. You're open. Open-minded. I guess I'm open-minded.
0: Yeah. Open-minded.
1: I want. I want to get back to the gym. I want to not blow my engine and hopefully I can go
0: to Florida in the first quarter of the year. All right. So it sounds like you got some homework to do. You got to figure out how that's all going to happen. How am I going to (laughs) not blow my engine? How am I going to get back to the gym? And how am I going to go to Florida? Plans. Three, three goals,
1: baby. That's right. What do you got going? I
0: just laid down some homework. All right. Well, I think this has been a good episode episode 15 with Dan December 31st 2020 we're actually it is now 2021 it's 12:37 so we've talked our way through the new year it's 2021 um cheers